0: Hi guys, welcome. Um, it's me and Matt today. I'm Charlie, in case you've not heard my voice before. And today we're going to be doing the first episode of the League Two preview podcast. So in case you've not heard it mentioned, you know, at the end of the regular uh, League Two podcast that we're all used to. Uh, this is going to be a podcast where we talk about upcoming matches. So you might be listening this to this on the way to a game. Uh, maybe you're listening to it after, so you can laugh at whatever we're gonna say. Uh I don't know. So I'm here with Matt. Hello, Matt. You all right? Hello, mate.
2: It's nice. To, it's nice to meet you. I don't think we've done one of these before, or two.
0: No, we've not. I think I think we were meant to before, and then I dropped out, or one, so that's on me. But yeah, we're finally doing it. Dream teams finally together. Going to uh, say what, yeah. what
2: everybody wants.
0: Everyone's been asking for it. Right. So, shall we get? Our team's out of the way. So, yeah, I think there. so.
2: Um, I'm, I'm happy to start because it's, well, on the time of recording, it's tonight, um, which is a scary one. So for anybody who doesn't know, I'm a I'm a Notts County fan and I'll make that very clear, but I'll try not to come across biased in any way, shape or form. Um, we're on a bit of a poor streak at the moment. We haven't won this year, which isn't great, really. Um, but we're still in around the playoffs, so I'm a happy man. Um, we play Gillingham tonight. Um, Gillingham, we beat them at their place, and we're playing at home th- tonight, but we beat them at their place. lose Makari scored an absolute worldie. Um, and I'm really quite interested in how this is going to go. I, I, the last few games under Stuart Maynard, um, we've had Mansfield and we've had Barrow, both very difficult games. We drew against Barrow, lost against Mansfield, but again... Under anybody, those games are going to be difficult. So I think tonight's the first chance Maynard's got to kind of prove himself and show what he can do with our team. How did... Uh, Bradford have played Gillingham already, haven't they? How did they get on? Do you, do you remember?
0: Yeah, we we beat them... God, I can't even remember score. I think it was 2-0. Beat them 2-0. Uh, Andy Cook scored a free kick, which is like the least Andy Cook thing to do. Uh, but yeah, we beat them pretty comfortably at their place. You say you've got them at home now, is it?
2: Yeah, was, we beat them at their place, and we've got them at home tonight. And we've got a, like we've got a good home record, and a lot of players are coming back from injury. We should be getting a few more players like attacking on the bench, and so I'm feeling confident. I'm feeling positive. I'm just quite. I'm, I'm more nervous for the new head coach Stuart Maynard to get his first win under his belt at Knox because I feel like it's all about momentum, and he spoke about this in the pre match um, the other day. It's all about momentum and building momentum at this point of the season is pretty uh, like ideal so we can start doing that now that'd be great and i feel like it it winning's a habit but obviously so is not and if we get into the habit of not winning then we're going to miss our like target for the season by miles and tonight seems to me like a bit of a turning point for us that's how i see it anyway
0: yeah so looking from the outside looking in i saw a couple people after his is it two games that he's done now two games that he's managed um, and yeah. someone said, oh, he's managed to do in two games what Luke Williams only did twice this season or something like that. I don't know what that is. But people, I've seen people typically unhappy with him. But do you think it's early days or do you, you know, do you have any concerns just from what you've seen so far?
2: I think it's incredibly early days. I don't think it's fair to sort of say that the manager's not doing well. So the head coach is not doing well after two matches against... Looking at the table right now against second place and third place, our defense has been our constant area which has needed improvement throughout the season, and he has tightened that up straight away. The first, I think, the two games before Maynard came in, we conceded, I think it was eight. And the two games we've come, we've conceded whilst Maynard's been in, has been two, and that's against Mansfield, who've got one of the best attacks, and Barrow, who are obviously brilliant. It's Pete Wilde, what do you expect? Um. <laughs> So I I don't think it's fair to assess him in a negative light against second and third place. I think if we drop a clanger tonight and we play really poorly and tactically we're all over the place, then you can say, we should have done better here. This lands on the coach. But losing 1-0 to second place and drawing 1-1 with third place, I think a positive... Well, obviously the loss isn't a positive result, but to only lose 1-0 against a team who are going for automatics, deserve to be in the automatic spots and would be doing well in League One right now, I don't think it's a bad result. So, no, I don't think it's fair to say Maynard's doing a poor job. But, like I said, I think he needs to pick up a win tonight or next time we play to really turn the heads of some fans because our fans can be really pessimistic and it's really bad.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, like, your home records... Outstanding this season, and it's your away form that you may maybe struggle with. But the thing is, with Gillingham, they they seem to have this reputation this season for not being able to score enough goals, you know. And mm. I f- I feel like you know if they if they're going to struggle to score and they're against you at, um, at your place, I feel like the only way it's going to go is towards you. Maybe um, it might sh- give uh, Maynard a chance to sort of shine a bit. And sort of make make a statement, and obviously it's early days, so a statement might not might not be necessary. But at the same time, he could be wanting to put a staple and say, "Right, I'm here now. This is what you can expect." Aside from you know all this sort of mild criticism that's come two games into his tenure, you know it's a bit of a bizarre one.
2: No, it is, and I think I think you're right. I think tonight can. Be that standpoint for him to go. This is what you can expect going forward. Um, like as his as him as nots coach. I mean, tonight is then is a perfect opportunity because Gillingham aren't a bad team in the slightest. Yeah, it isn't a game that going in on paper you'd expect us to do really well at because Gillingham are doing. Uh, we're at the tenth in the table at the moment. They're only they're a point behind us, so we're it's a very evenly matched game. But tonight is the best opportunity he'll have to kind of put say, we're closing the table, but we're better and we can do better. And tonight's the kind of ideal chance for him to do that, I think.
0: So, score predictions?
2: Oh, God. Are we going to do this for all the matches? Is this going to be our thing?
0: We, we might as well. It's a preview pod. We can see that and then people who are listening can sort of use this as a measure of, well, how accurate we are.
2: Yeah, exactly. And whether we know what we're on about or not, <laughs> um, I'm going to predict a three-one win to Notts County because I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet, but our attacking lineup is just a bit too good to say we won't score many. So I'm going to go three-one. Yourself?
0: Uh, I'm going to say another draw. I think it's going to be another one-all, and I think I can see frustration starting to bubble still. Um, but yeah, I don't think it'll be a bad performance, but I can see it just. Being a draw and leaving fans slightly disappointed and a bit frustrated. So no offense, but that's what I can.
2: I know. Non-taker. I mean, I was starting to like you then, but you know, that's gone downhill. Yeah, all right, yeah. Um, right cheers. We'll move on. We'll move on. Um Wrexham at Wrexham.
0: How are you feeling? To be honest, right? I'm looking forward to going because it's Wrexham, you know, it's one of those things. Everyone gives them hate. And I spoke about this on the last pod I did. I said Oh, everyone gives Wrexham hate, but the first thing you do when fixtures come out, at least for for most people in this league, maybe less so yourself because you had them enough last season and stuff, but it was the sort of thing where I saw the uh, fixture list and thought, right, when we're playing Wrexham, I'm going. Um, No, I'm not looking forward to it. It'll be a good day out. Away days are always fun, but the the match itself I think we're going to get absolutely paged I just can't see it you know we're struggling to put a run together there and you know they're pushing for autos um I just can't I can't see a world in which they don't batter us um, that being said they lost to Salford uh, on Saturday but the thing is Salford are sort of an informed team you know what I mean they've had a managerial change and they're sort of pushing on now runs I don't know if it's parallel to us who were just struggling. I don't know. I really don't know. But I I don't think we'll win. We definitely won't win. It's frustrating because we've had a lot of injuries. We're struggling to get a team together. We got Jake Young back. He came off injured on Saturday. And now he's gone for, I can't remember how long. Tyreek Wright, we got him. Oh, he's gone as well. Um... Andy Cook got dropped last game, so I don't know if he's going to be dropped again. I've got a feeling he won't be because we won't have any chances, uh, any options. Sorry, um, yeah, it's not looking good at all. We can't, we just can't provide anything. If we're solid at the back, we won't score. If we, if we score, we'll concede about five, and it's it's frustrating. We can't put a run together. I'm backing Alexander because he's are his players. He's had a pretty a, a small window. I won't say it's a bad window in January, but it's a small window. He's not had a chance to really build a squad that he wants. Um, but aside from that, I'm just expecting to get absolutely puggered. We uh, drew one all uh, when we played them at home, but that was when we were in decent form. I just can't. I completely can't see us at all picking up more than a point, and I think we'd be lucky to get a point there.
2: Yeah, I think it's quite strange because at the very beginning of the season, um, and I don't want to make you feel pants, but at the very beginning of the season, I would have expected Rex and Bradford to be two teams, both going for playoffs, both in around in around the automatic spots. And obviously one of those has happened. What like what has happened at Bradford this season? Because you haven't I, there wasn't many like wholesale changes throughout the summer. I know Harry Lewis has gone now. But he was still there for the first half. You didn't have Jake Young last season, you didn't have the start of this season. You added more. But nothing seems to have worked.
0: No, it's not. It's uh, <laughs> um so obviously we came into the season with a totally different manager to what we have now. We've we've had four managers this se- season, if we're counting like, you know, interims and stuff like that. But hmm. yeah, so Last season, we played 4-2, 3-1, uh, passing football, trying to create a lot of chances. It was very steady, but we um, it, it were trying to create a lot of chances. And then in the summer, we brought in about 400 centre-halves. And, yeah, it just didn't, it didn't make sense. And every season, we have a fans forum with the manager. Uh, and in the summer... Uh, we asked Mark Hughes, we said, what's your plans for this season? Blah, blah, blah. Why have you changed system this season? Because he's changed to he changed to a back five. And he said, listen, last season, we dropped enough points uh, in the in extra time uh, that would have got us to playoffs. Last season, we dropped 12 points in extra time, I think it was. And we would have got second place if we didn't do that. And we just, towards the end of the season, when we had pressure on autos, we just kept conceding last minute goals. And yeah, it, it just killed our season. But Um, Yeah, I think the recruitment this summer has been quite poor, to be honest. We recruited for a system that I don't think Mark Hughes knew how to play. He wanted to play a back five, but still play possession-based steady football. And I just think you've got to up the tempo if you're playing that formation and uh, maybe be a bit more direct. But it just wasn't working. He wasn't getting the results. So he went, we got Kev McDonald in. Had a little run, which is where we beat Swindon, drew to Wrexham. Um, then we got battered by MK Dons and started losing again. And then we had Mark Truman in, who was just who's just like up to intermediary while we're trying to get a new manager in. Got Graham Alexander in, lost to Barrow. Then you battered us. Um, but the the turning point in our season, I feel like, was when was the second half against you when we changed systems from the four, from the back four to the back five that we'd not seen for months and we played much better. And then we put a run together and the runs died. It, I don't really know what to blame it on because we've had a lot of injuries now, but you know, say like losing Harry Lewis, we've not, you know, our, this new goalkeeper, Harry Lewis was good, but you personally I've not had a moment where I have thought, Oh, Harry Lewis does better there, not once. Right. Okay. So it, it's H- Harry Lewis was brilliant last season. I think he was he dropped off a bit this season, and there could be enough reasons to you know explain that. But you know we could go on forever talking about why. Um, but apart from that, to put it simply, I don't know where it's gone wrong. I think it all boils down to the recruitment in the summer not being appropriate for how Mark Hughes wanted to play. And because of Mark Hughes's bad start, we've sort of had knock-on effects and we've not really had a chance to get going. And then injuries have prevented us from building our best squad. The season's a right off for us. I mean, we're only seven points off you right now. But at the same time, there's enough teams in between us that anyone could put a run together. And I don't see that being us, really.
2: I, suppose, I I don't know I I like Graham Alexander I think he could do a really good job at Bradford and I think yeah I I hope he doesn't nothing happens for him between now and the end of the season because I think he deserves at least until next January so he gets to the first half of next season because like you've said this season has been a write off for you everything you you start to build something and then something else happens another injury comes or something like that and you can't build that momentum. I don't think it's fair on him that that's pinned on him when it was all almost premeditated before he came.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to blame it on Mark Hughes, you know, because he got us to playoffs. And we I think we missed out on autos for the most part, individual errors, you know, struggling to, you know, cope with pressure at the end of games and stuff like that. But um, I do think the summer that we had and the start to the season, part of me feels like if we'd have kept Mark Hughes, you know, this is a Mark Hughes squad. The core of the squad from last season was a Mark Hughes squad. We kept that and I just feel like, I don't know, it's it's a lot of what ifs, you know, we don't know what would have happened. We could have been relegated already, you know, if we kept him, I don't know. Uh, But yeah, now it's just about backing Alexander. There's a lot kicking off sort of in terms of the fan base and The season's over. We've we've just got to find success. And I think we have to wait until next season for that now. We can't expect anything at this point.
2: No, no, I don't think it's a I don't think you I don't think you're in a position to sort of expect a big run to come together, but you never know. Like you said, there's only seven points between yourself and the playoffs and you know Five or six wins on the trot, which obviously is is a big feat to complete. But if you manage something along those lines and a couple of other teams drop points and all that jazz, then you could be right on in there.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've done it before this season. We've been on a couple of runs this season, but they don't seem to be consistent enough. If we put another run together, who knows? And maybe Saturday could be the start of it, but I'm not sure. In terms of my score prediction, 3-0 Wrexham. I think I'm going to leave crying
2: a long trip back from Wales as well, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I know. Christ. But, you know, it's what the, the thing they do for football, isn't it?
2: Yeah. See, I was going to... I'm going to be a bit more positive, but you can go 2-1, Wrexham.
0: I think. 2-1. So, we'll score. We'll score. I'll take that. I'll yeah, take
2: I, I think you'll score. <laughs> <laughs> they just think they'll score more. Yep. Um, right. Big games this week. Um... Wimbledon Barrow, I assume, will be quite a good game. Both teams, uh, well, Barrow obviously doing really, really well in the automatics. Wimbledon yeah. started really strong, but again, only one point off the playoffs. Both in and around it want to be going well, pushing for playoffs at least this season. Um, I don't, I don't know much about Wimbledon, but they lost their big striker, didn't they?
0: Yeah, Ali Al Hamadi. He went to Ipswich for what one point seven mil. I don't even know if he's played a game yet. I might check that now. You you discuss and I'll see if he's played.
2: Brilliant. Yeah, um, so they've lost his kind of key striker. I'm I'm wondering how they're going to be able to almost come back from such a loss. Like obviously the money's good, but losing that firepower immediately is quite quite a blow for them when they're trying to push the playoffs.
0: Yeah, it is. I mean, a lot of there's a lot of sort of I'll say speculation as to, you know. Or is he worth the value? I mean, I've just checked. He played nine minutes in a loss against Preston. So it's too early early to judge. But it sounds, from what Wimbledon fans are saying, I didn't notice him when we played him. He might not have even played. But um, it seems like they've lost something big. You know, it's not like, oh, I don't know how he's made that move. Oh, yeah, fair play, see you in a bit. They seem to be quite not upset about it, but they seem to be quite accepting of right. We've lost something here. We need to try to yeah. come from it. Um. And it seems that he was really sort of integral to the team, you know, not just an out-and-out goal story. He seems like a good, a good player, you know, overall. Um.
2: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: To lose a player like that could be quite, you know. I don't know. I don't know because me personally, I I don't have any like recognition of him playing against us. Um, but so I'm going purely off what everyone else is saying about him. If they if you're losing power up front, they drew to us on Saturday, you know. If they're struggling to score compared to Barrow, who seemed to, you know, have Cole Stockton in who scored a worldly last week and stuff like that. To me, it seems like they're just going to be a bit weaker, and it seems like a bit of a cop out answer. But I think that's the best I can give you. Realistically, is that you know they've they've lost a great player, and they're not they're not going to be as good up front. They I don't know how they reinvested that money, but they certainly didn't make any groundbreaking signings. I don't think. Um, no, so it's, it's no. going to be interesting to see because Barrow. They both wanted to sort of achieve the same things. Maybe Barrow put pressure on the autos more than Wimbledon who were wanting to put pressure on the playoffs. But Barrow are so informed for me that, and I've said this so for ages and I've never been right, but they're so informed for me that it feels almost as though when's this, when they, when they're going to struggle, you know, they've not been through the rubbish yet. And they've not been in trenches this season. Everyone's had a bad period this season and it feels as though they haven't, and they might just keep going, but I've got a feeling their luck's just going to run out, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong.
2: Yeah, I get what you mean. I think it's part of that, for me, comes from that I never expected to see Barrow pushing for the automatics this season, and that makes... I, I get what you're saying. In the, it's like, that looks strange, so yeah. it sh- it should come to an end, but also... I re- like you said, I really hope it doesn't. Um, but yeah, Al Al, Al- Hamadi. Sorry, I, I don't know how to pronounce it very well.
0: The, that'll do. Uh, That's close enough. Ali Al Al Hamadi I don't I don't know how to pronounce it, but
2: yeah, like you said, you don't remember him playing against Bradford. I remember him playing against Notts County, and he was brilliant. We couldn't handle him at all. He was fast. He had a great shot on him. He was physical. He was strong. I think he scored two against us. Um but he he was brilliant. And at that point you could see it was like uh, it's just not fair. Like you <laughs> know, he's a really good player. Um so no, I think I don't think the the loss can really be understated for Wimbledon. Like I'm they, he was their top goal scorer by by quite a bit, but um he's not the only one who scored goals like Tiley, Tilly, Tilly. He's scored ten this season, and it's not a great record, but it's it's decent considering top had t- uh, top at sixteen, and then everything yeah. kind of trails off a little bit. So they have lost the large majority of where their goals come from, and I think it's going to be they're going to be a lot more dependent on the players who have kind of well have been dependent on Alhamadi. Hamadi, Alhamadi, <laughs> everyone who's been dependent on him. Wimbledon now need to depend on those players. I think. And they've got Lemon Hay Evans, and he's always a tricky one for me. He spent a bit of time at Knott's last season. Yeah. Um, and he was he was good, but not incredible. And that was in the National League. Um, yeah. but did he I think he got he's in the team of the week last season or something along those lines. He did he was in the team of the week recently, and he's always been one then that has a lot of potential to be great, but never seems to do it at a League Two level and I think this could be his opportunity to do so. I know he's not like a central striker but now we've lost that firepower they need, they're going to need people to step up to that plate and hopefully the lemon will take that with both hands and and step up a little bit.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it provides an opportunity like you said, you know they've got sort of a vacant, not just a vacant spot but a vacant role, you know and it's an opportunity for players who maybe might have been overlooked, players who are already rated, you know, to sort of step up further or, you know, take a bit of the limelight onto themselves and show, show everyone what they can do. So I think it's just a tricky one because, again, like you said, a great player, it seems to me what people have said is he's sort of like a very modern striker, everything you want from a modern striker which is probably why Ipswich moved in for him. But to lose that, like you've said, I, I'm only going to be able to regurgitate what you've said, to be honest, because you've just summed it up perfectly. To be honest, you've said, you know, it, a player that's hard to replace and someone's got to step up and take the take the challenge, take the opportunity. And it could be good, it could be bad, and it's hard to tell.
2: Yeah, it is. And stop it, man. You're making me blush. Well, oh, don't worry. Um right uh barrow doing very well pete wild doing pete wild things third place They did. did how did they get on in the week i, I, I imagine they won they did they beat mk don's 1-0 um, i think i think they're gonna win again i don't see barrow have got a very solid defense against wimbledon's much weaker attack as we've just established Barrow have got the firepower going forward. They can score goals. They have been scoring goals. Yeah, I I can only see this. Even though Wimbledon at home, I can only see this going as a Barrow win.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it 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 brings it back to what I said. You know, it's like Barrow have this run together that feels like it's going to end, but it's just not ending. And it it just seems like they're systematically grinding out results. They've used January to build that up. They've got. Ben Whitfield, they've got Cole Stockton. They've got the attack to batter teams. And we, you know, it was only 1-0 against MK Dons, but the way they attacked was really, really strong. And looking at, you know, sort of Cole Stockton, for example, that's a massive, massive boost, you know, compared to sort of (coughs) Wimbledon, sorry, who've lost their star striker. Barrow have come in and just got this striker who most teams in the league would have took like that. You know, so I think Barrow just get it right, you know. They get it right. And I think as a result of that, they're gonna win again. Um score prediction, I don't know. I'm gonna say another one nil. Cole Stockton again. Another one Yeah. <sighs>
2: I I kind of agree with you on the one 0 but for fun purposes, I'm going to go for something different. Um, we'll go two nil. So we're really pushing the boat out. But I'm going to go two nil, Barrow. I just think Tim they're goals. too strong. I know. I just think they're too strong. <laughs> too strong.
0: And do you um, think they'll do? You think they'll stay there? That's a question for you. Do you think they'll stay in top three for the rest of the season?
1: Um,
2: no. Only because mm. Wrexham are a point behind and have two games in hand on Barrow, Uh-oh. I think they'll no, be definitely. in and around it come the end of the season. But I, they'll, I think that's certain for playoffs unless they have a really poor, like change of tune. I think they're yeah. destined for playoffs at the very least, and they will be battling it out with Wrexham and Crew for that last playoffs for that auto spot. I think Stockport are winning the league. They're four points ahead at the moment, which obviously isn't great, but there's nobody stopping Stockport at the minute. They're too good. And Mansfield, they've been preparing for this for the past 11 years they've been in League 2. They've built up such a ridiculously good League 2 squad. Aidan Flint is probably my signing of the summer for League 2 at the moment. Um, 100%. However much as a Notts fan, I'm not massive on the fact Mansfield are doing really well. I can only stop and applaud the fact that they are doing incredibly well and I think they are destined for an automatic spot that third spot will go to either Barrow or Wrexham crew are in it now I don't think they will be at the end of the season but Barrow and Wrexham will be the ones fighting out for the third place I think
0: yeah and I think the difference between Barrow and Wrexham is Barrow grinding out results but Wrexham just everything about them is sort of like a force at the moment you know Everyone knows it. People are happy with it. Some people are happy with it, but it's it's sort of like a maybe a taboo in this league to talk about that. Like Wrexham are just, you know, Wrexham are here, and you've got to accept it, <clears throat> accept it. And that's sort of the vibe that you get. And that's why I feel, I I think they'll they'll be able to push for third over Barrow comfortably. But you know, like you said, with two games in hand as well.
2: Yeah. I think uh, Wrexham is just one of them. that they've, they've got so much quality and depth that they have an injury, somebody just as good comes in. Somebody yeah. gets a red card, then yeah, the next game, they've got another star strike. Like Paul Mullin gets injured. Oh, oh no, we'll put Ollie Palmer up front. Oh yeah. no, Stephen Fletcher can come in next to him. It's like they've, they've got so many options. I, it's going to be really tr- tricky to see them, who's going to get automatics alongside mansfield and stockport in my opinion yeah um i think that counts as rounds us off because we've got a little ad break to come in now
1: ready to pop the question the jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkled down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments
2: Now, that was a lovely ad. Um, it was. <laughs> probably one of <laughs> my favourites. Um, Stockport are in action against Grimsby. I I can't really see that going anywhere else but Stockport winning.
0: Yeah, I mean, Grimsby, you know, with respect to Grimsby, Stockport versus Grimsby, it, it's, it's an easy one to talk about, isn't it? Uh, in terms of yes. predicting what's going to happen and stuff, Grimsby have had a lot of outgoings, I think, and a lot of uh, players who've, I think they've moved a fair few to the National League. Um, apart from that, I, I don't really know what to say about because from a preview sense, you know, we can talk about Grimsby's season so far, but to talk about the the match itself and what to expect, Grimsby is struggling. You know, they've they've been down there pretty much most of the season, all season. Um, Rumours that the dressing room isn't too happy with uh, Artel or something like that. He's kicked off in the dressing room. They've lost a few players. I don't think they've lost any good ones uh, from what fans have been saying. But they've
2: lost, is, is it Camille Conte? Oh, how dare
0: say that. Yeah, and they're all gutted to... about that. I can't believe I forgot that.
2: And uh, he was the only one. I'd, and uh, was it Dan Amos who's gone down to the National League? Yeah, yeah, that's it. And, um, uh, yeah, Camille I Conte, huge loss.
0: Moving. Yeah, massive. I mean, he seemed to be easily a fan favourite, comfortably a fan favourite. And sort of, uh, I have a, I don't know if you know Grimsby Jack, but <laughs> Grimsby Jack's a friend who's on one of the group chats. And um, when the news was brought up to him, he was gutted. He was gutted. It was like he'd just been announced that he'd, he'd lost a family member or something. He was yeah. heartbroken. And looking on Grimsby Twitter, it seemed to be the same sort of thing in terms of, you know, oh my God, he's gone sort of thing. And But it, it was the sort of respect you get when it's like fair play, you earned a big move, go smash it. Um, yeah. So I just, I want to, you know, Camille, if you're listening, I do apologise for getting about the transfer. Um, but, yeah, I, I just... It, c- could you name anything? Well, Grimsby, Grimsby versus you. That could be a good example of, you know...
2: Yeah, Christ. Yeah, what was that? Was it 5-5? Five,
0: five? 5 all, yeah.
2: Yeah, Jesus. What a game that was. We had Jim O'Brien as our interim head coach at the time. And... What a blockbuster game that was! I think it whether it's a bit of an anomaly because our defense was pretty poor, as was Grimsby's, obviously. But if you, I think if we're keeping it so it's not an anomaly, you can say Grimsby have the have the ability and the players to score a lot of goals, which they haven't really proven much throughout the season in general. But they definitely did in that five-five game. Um, But they also have the ability to concede a lot of goals, which. Or they have been doing for most of the season, which is why they're sitting twentieth place. Um, But no, I think I thought Artel would go into Grimsby and sort of not turn it around completely, but at least steady the ship and push them up away from the yeah. relegation zone. And he seems to not have done that. Like I know they're not in the relegation zone, but they're not very far off. I think that they're seven points off uh, Sutton, and it's like it's it's a good gap but again yeah. a couple of results don't go your way and you're really facing the fear of relegation and it's you don't expect that from i mean i didn't expect that from grimsby this season i didn't think they'd be automatically pushing but i thought they'd be kind of at least definitely safe considering some of the yeah. players they've got like uh, like harry wilson for example i think he's an incredible player and he i don't think he should be at a club who's a fighting relegation in league 2
0: do you think it's one of those stories of sort of you know what <clears throat> Jesus, my throat is gone, sorry about that. Um it's sort of what, what my team's gone through, what your team's gone through, and what Grimsby have gone through, sort of a managerial change, so at a point where it's gonna be hard to undo what they've done. Do you think that that could potentially be an issue?
2: I think I think maybe I think um I don't I don't think there's a lot wrong with the Grimsby players and a lot of Grimsby fans might completely berate me for saying that and I could be completely like incredibly wrong. Yeah, sorry, I said Harry Wilson, didn't I? I meant Harry Clifton. Um, but they have got some genuinely very good players in their team and players who. I think could quite easily play a bit higher up in the league, maybe even higher up the football pyramid. But so I don't, in my eyes, that isn't the problem. It's it's either the style of play or it's the mentality behind it, obviously that you, you can't see. And I thought that would be where Artel would be able to step in and calm that mentality a little bit. Because it Grimsby to me gives off that everything's a bit of a rush and a panic and it doesn't need to be. And I thought Artel would kind of slow that down, calm it down a little bit. And I mean, whether he has, and I'm not seeing it from the outside properly, but from the look of results, that doesn't seem to be the case.
0: Yeah, it's, again, Artel's a project manager, you know. You get Artel in and you're there for the long run. You know, it's a project you don't expect to be pushing up uh, straight away. Maybe he needs a couple windows, you know, something like that to grow, but... You're absolutely right. It seems there's sort of an underlying mentality, maybe, or perhaps the reason Paul Hurst struggled is the same reason Artel's struggling, and there's something going on with the players, or maybe in the background that we don't know about, that's sort of causing them to struggle. And then I think that's sort of the polar opposite to what Stockport have got. You know, they've got a great squad, a squad that the fans like. You know, you don't hear you don't hear Stockport fans kicking off, or what's what? why is he starting so-and-so, you know. Everything seems, they seem to be happy with everything and maybe that's, you know, part of all the work they've put into it. Dave Challen are doing a great job. And again, he just seems to be doing exactly what he wants to do and doing it well. So for me, it just seems like a team that's, I don't want to, get this, I don't want to say this and be misunderstood, but like Grimsby feels like everything's sort of twisted and tangled and sort of David Artell's there to untie all the knots and make it all tidy, you know, a, a nice bit of cable management or something, I don't know. Whereas Dave Challoner at Stockport, he's like, you know, everything's organised. He knows what he wants to do. He's got the players to implement it. And so he just does it, you know? And that, that's all I can think of in terms of why. But in terms of the what, Stockport have a brilliant squad. You know, they have a brilliant squad, a brilliant manager, compared to Grimsby, who have some good players, like you've said, but nobody's going, Grimsby have a great squad. You know, and then David Artell, I personally think he's a great manager, but he's had some time out, you know, and he's only really done it at one club. So there could be questions there sort of maybe struggling on his return. I don't think that, but it's certainly a question to raise. Um, but yeah, St- Stockport are going to comfortably win. Uh, I think, I'm going to say 2-0 to Stockport, but with a very, very dominating performance. I think Grimsby surprised me if they took anything, any points away from that, actually.
2: Yeah, I think to everybody who follows League 2 in the slightest or even just looks at the table you'd think Stockport are going to dominate this game and I obviously agree I think Stockport I think they're they're like like you compared Wrexham to just like an unstoppable force earlier on I think Stockport are the same sort of pedigree whereas it's so difficult to stop a team that's so in form with such good players with such high like positivity mentality They've got the momentum to go all the way. They've got the depth to go all the way. Something major needs to happen to stop them. And Grimsby isn't the major thing that's going to stop them, um, especially not as they are now. So yeah, I've, I've got to fully agree with you. Again, we're, we're picking the away side to win. Um, I, I, I think it could be like a 4-5-1 sort of situation.
0: Really? You think it's going to be greater than a
2: 2-0? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. We're going to look, Hannah and like, uh, Liam, or Liam and Grant, or whoever's doing it, the preview, uh, the review, sorry, next week. You're going to look back on our results and think, Christ, they were so far off.
0: <laughs> everyone's everyone's going to, people are going to be listening to this on their, on their way back. Grimsby fans are going to be, well, no, Stockport fans are going to be driving back from Grimsby, crying because of how wrong our prediction was, and Grimsby have actually beat them 5-0 or 5-1 yeah, or whatever. Can you imagine? Yeah, we, we should keep a, a track record of how well we do. Because it'd be interesting to see.
2: Yeah. Um, start a little league table between us both.
0: Good. Next uh, next next week we could discuss what went wrong well and what went wrong. You know, that'd be good.
2: Yeah. Um Swindon Salford should be a good game. Swindon a lot going on behind the scenes at the minute. Um but I was going to say they've kind of turned the tide on on the pitch, but they haven't. They've won one in the last five. Uh, no which isn't that great. Us. Oh, was it against you? Yeah, yeah. It was. Ah, sorry, I, I didn't know that. I didn't mean to rub it in. No, uh, no, you
0: are. It's disrespectful.
2: <laughs> don't bring it up again. But yeah, they <laughs> so they beat Bradford 2-0, uh, two nil yep. two games ago. Um. They lost last week to Newport. I think it was uh, Newport are an incredible form. At the minute why were they? By the way, I'm sure we'll get to them. But they, I think they've won the last three. Um, I, Swindon are a difficult one. I, like again, they've got the players to be higher than they are. I think similar to Bradford, they've got the players to be higher than they are. But there's, I'll, we everyone knows about Swindon, like behind the scenes and well what's going on and what's going wrong. Yeah. Um and Salford, they seem to have turned the tide. like you said earlier on, they've had a managerial change and they've won three in the last five, one beating in five in the league. And it's I mean it seems like all the indicators are saying it's Salford's for the take in this one.
0: Yeah, I mean battered Wrexham on the on in the last game week. Um three one, I think. Yeah. uh elliot watt scored a goal from a corner We d- i discussed this on the um the review pod uh, on monday if you will um that goal is phenomenal i don't know if he meant it he it, well he didn't mean it but uh did you did you see it did you see it
2: i've seen it on twitter yeah fantastic goal but yeah like you said it's a bit bit fluky but you know <laughs> goal's a goal
0: yeah um and like we said about the scale of Wrexham and sort of what they are, obviously it's League Two, it's football. Anything could happen. It could just be a fluke result, but the form that Salford are in, it doesn't seem like a fluke to me. It seems like no. they're properly turning it around, um, and to be scoring three-one, as well to be winning three-one against Wrexham, who are, you know, like I've just said, a Wrexham. Is a big, big, big statement for them, especially compared to where they were earlier in the season, you know. So I think this managerial change is totally good their season. And I I do 100% believe that if any team near the bottom is going to get playoffs, it will be Salford. Maybe Newport, but I won't class them as a, a lower table team at this point. But yeah, I really won't be surprised to see Salford just shoot up. You know, like you said, it's only five or six games that you need to put together and and you're happy, oh, and you know, you're laughing. Right they're ten yeah, points behind you as well, so they're not far yeah, from playoffs.
2: Don't. don't tell you that, man. We'll end up losing out to them now. <laughs> um do you see, I think Salford have got something really good going on. Obviously, Matt Smith is an absolutely unreal striker doing so well this season. Yeah. But do you Part of me thinks they're like a bit too reliant on him. Like he's got 20 goals this season, which is obviously a fantastic return for anybody. But then second is five and then third is three. Like they are so incredibly dependent on Matt Smith for scoring goals. If something were to happen to him, like an injury or a red card or he's out for a few games, I don't see where the goals are going to come from. And obviously, I don't I don't well to my knowledge, he's gonna be fit and healthy for the game on on Saturday. Um, so I don't know if this really makes much of a difference to anything I'm saying, but if something were to happen, how do you think they'd sort of almost recover
0: from it? To be honest, I don't know. We've we've Salford all season, all I've really been hearing of on a positive side is, uh, well, a bit of Elliot Watt, but it, it's Elliot Watt, he's going to get a lot of praise. Um, but Matt Smith, Matt Smith, Matt Smith, you know, I think he's a great player, and I think anyone who's who's seen Salford play this season will agree that Matt Smith's probably there. I don't know what word to use. Maybe talisman. I don't know. He's he's, he's there to make their them stand out. You know, that's what differs them from other teams when they win. It's Matt Smith and Elliot Watt. I think those are the two key players at Salford. Um, but, like you said, his record's impressive. And against Swindon, can you see that really not working out for Salford? You know, compared to Salford's form, they've got someone of Matt Smith's pedigree who, who can score the goals. Do you think that Swindon are going to be able to put a stop to that? Especially, you know, momentum's a big thing in football. And I know I'm, that might sound like I'm waffling, but. They've got a run together. Swindon are struggling to put a run together. Confidence is everything. These players now, you know, Salford fans have been saying they look like a totally different side uh, under Carl Robinson. And again, the form shows that. The form's only going to be able to boost that. But then again, we might get a bit of complacency and Swindon could put an end to it. Um, But I I can't see that happening personally, not with the momentum that they're on. But then again, it's football. Who knows what could happen? Swindon have got Harry McCurdy back, which I'm surprised we've not mentioned yet. But that's a big signing for them. Um, unsure, I don't th- I don't know if he's played yet, though. I'm going to check that now. But... Um,
2: he did. He came on against uh, Newport, uh, but uh... he didn't start. But I can well imagine he will start this week. Uh, well, yeah, yeah every, so everyone was so chuffed. Well, everyone, I say every Swindon fan was so chuffed to see Harry McCurdy back and two is right, a fantastic player, I think, debatably too good for League Two. Um, And I think whether he's going to be able to just immediately turn fortunes around, I don't know, but he's definitely going to give them that extra attacking outlet. Um, So I think that's something Salford have to be wary of. But yeah, like you said, at the minute, Salford have got a run going. They've got momentum on their side. Everything's kind of going one way at Salford at the moment. And you said about complacency sort of seeping in. I think there's a chance it will do. But if it is, I don't think it'll happen yet. I think because obviously this run is quite an early, early thing. Like it's only just really started. They've had three or four or five games where they've done well. I think if they get to ten games unbeaten, then they'll maybe that complacency and that overconfidence will start to maybe seep in. But at the moment, I can, again, I can only really see it going for Salford with their performance against Wrexham, with absolutely fantastic, like you've said, brilliant performance for them. Great, it's great to score three goals against Wrexham. It's an impressive feat for anybody. I, again, I just think the away team's going to win, and I think Salford's going to come away with it.
1: Have
0: we have we backed a home team yet at all? Uh,
2: we backed Wrexham.
0: Oh, oh yeah, I, I, I backed, backed Wrexham.
2: Yeah. Oh well, uh, but <laughs> bar that, I think we are backed to the wayside every time we've spoken.
0: All um, oh, right. Well.
2: I am going to put in a score prediction of two one
0: to Salford City? 2-1. I'm... I don't know why I'm going to say this, but I'm going to say it. 2-0 to Swindon, just because... Just because I'm trying to be different, you know. Um, no, I, <laughs> okay. I, I, just, I just have a feeling, you know. Do you know when you have a feeling and you can't explain it? Yeah, no, you've just got so a gut
2: feeling that yeah, Swindon are going to win this 2-0.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the great level of sort of punditry that people get from listening. Swindon fans will be cheering in the car, listening to that. Um, or wherever they may be listening. Um, but yeah, that's just a feeling I've got. I can't explain it. Uh, Salford's run is going to get stopped by Swindon. So there you go.
2: Well, you heard it here first, ladies and gents. <laughs> Uh, yep. If you're right, I will be incredibly impressed. I just don't see it happening. Um, well, we'll see. I think we can kind of skip through a couple of these. Like, Forest Green, Mansfield, I think that's pretty set on that Mansfield are going to win. Yeah. Again, that's the away side. Um, <laughs> Forest Green, they've, they've just lost Troy Deeney, haven't they? Like, they've lost him as a coach yeah, and a player.
0: It's going to be a massive blow to their season, isn't it? No, he's rubbish. He He sucked. Uh, am I allowed to say stuff like that is that good yeah. good journalism I, mean, I don't know it's
2: all opinion isn't it, this isn't, it isn't, this isn't in a my yeah. you've just given your score prediction based off a of gut feeling i'm sure you <laughs> <we don't,
0: laughs> come on we're come allowed on. to
2: have our opinions
0: troy troy Deeney was not helping forest green at all not as a player and a manager um i'd like to say they're going to kick on without him but come on now it's you know they're going to struggle. And that's... I think they
2: are. I think it, putting Troy Deeney in charge did nothing but inflate his ego and drop Forest Green.
0: Yeah. It's, um yeah, well, easy one to talk about. Away team win again.
2: Yeah, Mansfield win. I'm going 3-0 Mansfield.
0: 3-0? I'm yeah. gonna... I'm gonna go one 0 Lansfield just because gut feeling, gut feeling again. Listen, they've strengthened slightly. Forest Green. They've got I don't, I can't remember who they signed, signed a, a striker. Who they, This is this is bad for me. Um, they signed that stri- What is his name? Do you know his name? They I'm gonna. Uh, they they signed a striker who used to play for it, them.
2: Is it Matt Stevens?
0: It is Matt Stevens. Yes. My hero. You not Matt Stevens. Oh. Um yeah. Next game. Yeah, Next no. game because we're running out of time quite rapidly.
2: Um Doncaster here
0: Tram easily. we we'll, we can have a quick fire round.
2: Yeah, I mean, Tramier, just, Tramier just quickly days. I'm gonna wind up Doncaster fans and say Grant McCann isn't doing a very good job and should have been sacked already. Yeah, I put out 100%. I put an article out on this like maybe seven, eight games into the season and got absolutely berated by Doncaster fans who said, oh, it's a project. You don't know what he's doing. You don't know what you're on about, this, that and the other. And I was like, oh, fair enough. You me wrong. And here they are, seven points off relegation, third bottom. Uh, yeah, Grant McCann hasn't done a very good job with the funding he's had over the summer and I think he needs to go. Uh, Tranmere, obviously, are doing better. It's not hard are doing better than Doncaster.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think Tranmere are going to win. Um, wait, is that an away game? Yeah, Tranmere away again as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what did you Tranmere, say your score prediction was? 2-0 uh, to Tranmere. And I, I, I totally agree with you on Grant McCann. It was obvious at the start of the season, you know, o- other teams have made changes as soon as possible. Me and Liam uh, discussed that. 12 teams at the moment have different managers to what they started the season with. You know, uh, Salford change managers, certain S- uh, change managers. I'm not sure. S- Forest Green change managers, twice. Um, it, yeah. Grimsby change managers. Salford change managers have already said that. Colchester change managers, Swindon change managers, but that might be for other reasons. Um, yeah. Why? Why are they just sitting there and just letting this happen? Because if someone picks up points, it's over. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean?
2: If, if Sutton managed to get a few wins together, then stone quite easily fall into the relegation spots. And with the the players they brought in, I expected them to be playoff bound. Genuinely, at the start of the season, I thought they'd be playoff bound. With the players that they brought in, Grant McCann, obviously a very experienced manager, it just isn't the right fit and it hasn't worked and they need to kind of nip that in the bud and do Admit that what they wanted to work hasn't.
0: Well, here's the thing: it's kind of like, and again, this this will have been discussed so many times, but how how many excuses have they had? Injuries, they've blamed it on what they've blamed it on. Oh, it's not Grant McCann's squad. Yeah, sure, it's not. You know what I mean? It like he had summer, he had a January window, and it's you know January window's only just closed, but you know what I mean. Doncaster have had the opportunities for Grant McCann to justify it. They've had players come back from injury. They've had, you know, they're blaming the board, you know. What it's everyone except Grant McCann and I really don't understand why.
2: I know, I don't get the sort of almost fan club around him. Because if I'm speaking from experience as a Notts fan, if we've got a manager who isn't doing very well, who's lost well, they lost three on the bounce and then drew last week. Um, well, that's a point. Y- y- yeah, I suppose. <laughs> um, this is the level of punditry. We know how many points of draws
1: are.
2: Um, <laughs> everybody would want them out. If you spent a lot of money in summer and then added again in January and are only just out of the relegation spot when you should be a lot higher, you've got to look to the manager. And I don't know why they yeah. can't. Almost admit that. Uh, so I, as a
0: wild card, as a, sorry, go on.
2: No, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, right. Okay. One nil drummy.
0: Yep. And as a wild card, I'm throwing in Grant McCann to be sacked after. Oh. then okay. again, but then again, you know, are they going to ever sack him? You know, they could. National League North. Grant McCann's taking us back up. You know, who knows.
2: Yeah, exactly, Christ, that would be the day. Um, <laughs> Harrogate Colchester, Harrogate on really good form at the minute. Uh, Simon, is it Simon Weaver that Weaver there? Simon manager? Weaver, yep, yeah, he just got manager of the month, didn't he? I think they're unbeaten yeah. for January.
0: Sneaking into playoffs as well, wins. putting pressure. They are on you. there.
2: Yeah, tell me about it. We're on the same amount of points. The only reason we're in there is because of goal difference. Um, Harrogate are doing really, really well at the minute and I don't again, they seem to have a bit of momentum behind them, they go for a bit of a push but again, they're another team I just really didn't expect to see them this high up
0: Yeah, it's I mean, it's Harrogate you know, it's like similar to you know, what what I said about Barrow it's like, oh it's Barrow, you know well done Barrow, but it's not going to last you know, that sort of stuff, but fair play to them you know they they've been sneaking up there and i don't think anyone's noticed it's just you look at the league table and you think how have they got there and that's you know it's i have credit to them yeah I, i'm, I'm going to be honest i have no measure of how good their players are how good they actually are you know which is you know again the level of punditry you, you'd get from this podcast but um so it's it's hard for me to sort of besides from league positions sort of predict a result um yeah the I only
2: know. i'm kind of with you in the fact i don't know a lot about harriet town however i do know their goalkeeper james Belshaw, is a very good player and someone i really wanted to come to knots county he's a knots fan and we wanted him to come to knots and he didn't and he's now a Harrogate, who are about to knock us out of the playoffs if we don't get a <laughs> result tonight.
0: How crazy um, would that be, though? Harrogate and Barrow in a playoff final.
2: Oh, Christ. Um, right, Colchester aren't doing very well at all. But, uh, they're 21st, same, same points as Grimsby, same points as Doncaster. But they are unbeaten in four.
0: And if you compare their form recently, you know, that's four points, by the way. Well, no, they might have won. It's a not one. One was a win. No, oh, I'm not working that out. What? Three points. Six points. Started. Um, yeah, the Cowleys have come in, which has massively turned that around. Uh, purely based off what happened against Forest Green, they went three 0 down and then scored another three. Yeah. So, purely on that, I'm inclined to say Colchester will win. Um, really? Just, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. I, again, I don't know. Uh. Then it, Harrogate have come off a, a draw with Stockport in it, so. Again, it's it's um. Two good teams, both drew the last game. That's a fun fact for you. Uh. That's a point each. Um. Yeah. I just feel like what. Colchester show to come back from Kale down is a lot greater than what, I don't know, Harrogate drew to Stockport, man. That's Stockport, but no. I going to say, that's I just a tough feel, thing to do. I just feel like Colchester are making moves, you know, they're, they're cooking something and I think they can get some big wins done. They can start ticking teams off, obviously not to an extent that will get them flying up the table. But I think they, they might be able to start grinding out matches a lot more than they would have been uh, before the Cowleys came in.
2: Yeah, no, I think I've, I've got to agree with you in that sense. I think the Cowleys have brought a sort of positive mentality to the club, which I don't think they really had. Um, and like you've said, they've had a really good change of form. I don't think they'll beat yeah. Harrogate, but I can see them drawing with Harrogate. So I'm going to go for a 2-2.
0: Okay.
2: So, I'm going to go two wins on the bounce for both teams. That's uh, that's two points each team over two weeks.
0: Yep. So, if they draw another, they might as well have won. That's three points. So
2: It is. Oh, you're so good at this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're going to have to quick fire it. Uh, Walsall-Newport. Newport will do brilliantly. Yep. Bit. Three wins out of the last three. I'm going to say it 2-1 win for Newport County.
0: Um, yeah, I agree. Newport, I'm gonna say 2-0. Newport, they've got the momentum. They're they're just good at the moment, you know. Um so yeah, Newport County win.
2: Uh MK Dons taking on Accrington Stanley. I love the MK Don's manager. I wanted him to come to Knox yeah. when we lost. Um when we lost Ian Birchnell before Luke Williams came to us, I wanted um the MK Dons manager who i forgot the name of but he Mike was Mike Williamson Mike Williamson that's I it. Want he was a gatehead yeah
0: great i manager. think he's one
2: of the managers who's really sought after and even though they lost to barrow is barrow so you can miss that you can you can allow that i yeah. and where at 11 Accrington Stanley are one of them clubs who i never see have a result i never they never have anything yeah. big happen they're just always mid table um, and they've you never, you never hear oh Action
0: and Stanley you know you never hear oh they got no. battered or just they're there
2: they're, they are just there and I think they're a mid-table <laughs> team and they will stay a mid-table team at least for this season so I'm going to say yeah. MK Dons win
0: 3-1 yeah I'm going to say 3-0 MK like like you said Mike Williamson's the right he's just a proper proper gaffer him he's so good oh, I trust. Um, I'd 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 take him now at the drop of a hat Um, but yeah, Mk Don's are great. Uh, my playoff winners, if they stay in playoffs, really. He's M- yeah, yeah. I I really really like his play style. Um, he's just a great manager, and I think he's doing some amazing things over in Milton Keynes. He is. So yeah, I can only
2: he's agree with you. Um, uh, Sutton. Everyone knows how poorly Sutton are doing at the moment. Morecambe are doing okay. They're 11th, no, they're not the 12th. Um, They are four points off the playoff spots, which again puts a lot of pressure on us because there's so many teams in and around the playoffs. Yeah. Um, But they're keeping themselves with it. They've um, won two of the last five, lost one, drawn two. Do you want to try and work that one out quickly?
0: Say again. (laughs) Won
2: two of the last five, drawn two,
0: lost one. Eight points. Well done. Yeah, it's getting. it in. Get in.
2: Um, just based off the... Te- but then Sutton, they've drawn four of their last five and lost one. Um, four
0: points. That's four points, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I think I this think is going to be, a, be a really
2: boring game. Yeah.
0: Do you think nil nil, or do you think...
2: I was going to say nil nil or 1-1. One, one. I don't no, think it's think much more exciting all. than that.
0: I think one all. um Well, you go 1-1, one one, I'll go 0-0.
2: Nil, nil. It is. Yep. Um, uh, Crew Alexander versus Crawley. Crew are doing brilliant at the minute, by the way. Yeah. Where? Are the, why are they fifth? Random. but <laughs> well, they're doing really well. Um, is it uh, Lee Bell, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, Crew's, Crew's boss, and since he's come in, they've just done fantastically well. Um. Yeah, they, uh, they drew the last game, lost the game beforehand, and then won the three before that. Um And Crawley have lost their last two. Again, I don't just want to go off the table, but I, Crew are just one of them teams that I think are going to do well. I think they will be in and around the playoffs, and Crawley, a bit like Accrington, will just be mid-table.
0: Yeah, I think. I think crew are the sort of team similar to maybe Carlisle were towards the end of last season in that if they need to get points, they will, you know, they're not going to be like battering people and like putting insane pressure on top three, but I think they're going to be comfortably in and around the playoffs all season. And I wouldn't be surprised if they push autos, but I think they're, most likely for playoffs. And then Crawley had a great start of the season, but I just think... The thing with Crawley is I think it's just Scott Lindsay. I don't think they've got much going for them. And I'm probably going to get hate for that. But I feel like if they lose Scott Lindsay, they go back to where they were last season. And like you know, looking at potential releg- relegation, I think he's absolutely saved them. Uh, but yeah, mid-table team. Again, like Accrington, mid table team versus a a very strong playoffs team. So, I don't know, because Morecambe played Accrington, didn't they? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. That was in the past. Um, What was I saying? Yep. Crew to win 2 0. Yeah. No, 2 1. 2 1, actually. 2 1. Okay.
2: Um, One thing about Crawley is I think they really overachieved at the start of the season. Like you yeah. said, they had a really good start because in my head, they built a team ready for the National League, like almost anticipating relegation this season and they massively overperformed. And now they've kind of dropped to a level where if their current form was what happened at the start of the season, they'd be struggling near the bottom. But because of their yeah. incredible, like almost purple patch at the beginning of the season, they're safe and probably will remain safe but they need to do big things next season to kind of turn that around um, yeah crew to win we'll go we'll go 1-0 a little one um, I don't know if that's all of them dun, 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 dun. I'm trying to think I think it is so is it? we went we've done Notts County Gillingham Walsall Newports uh, MK Don Zappington Morecambe Sutton Crew Crawley, Grimsby Stockport, Doncaster Tranmere, Forest Green Mansfield, Harrogate Colchester, Wimbledon Barrow, Rexham Bradford, and Swindon Salford. That's match day 32 for the League two for you.
0: Yep. Uh, so all the listeners can do all their things and like comment and say, Oh my God, you're so stupid. Doncastans can, you know, say, No, we love that McCann and he will take us down and down and down. Right, I apologize for that already. It's quite nasty. Um, yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna say goodbye? Because I said hello.
2: Yeah, well, I can do. Well, if you've made it this far in, thank you very much for listening. If you're on Spotify or Apple or iTunes or however you're listening, if you're watching, goodbye. We can get you a little wave on YouTube. Uh thank you for listening slash watching. We hope you've enjoyed it. Please leave your comments. Tell us we've been crap, tell us we've been rubbish and that you know our predictions are worthless. Uh, until it comes to next week and we're right on all of them that'd be good yeah Uh, please remember to leave a five-star review if you enjoyed yourself and keep an eye out because we'll be doing this on a weekly so yes again thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you next week
1: it's the lower lead look